0: welcome to another episode of the fashion grunge podcast i'm your host lauren i'm jay hi what's up everybody uh we're talking about train spotting today from 1996 directed by danny boyle i'm excited (laughs) to talk about this one
1: i am so excited like i
0: feel like we say that every week i mean there's just so many (sighs) movies that i still have on the list so yeah this is a good one
1: well, I feel like the last few years that we've done um, have been some of my favorite films. So, yeah, I think that's why I always say I'm really excited about this one.
0: You know? Yeah, I feel like most of them, I think we're going to have to do a um, kind of like either I really want to do a film that neither one of us have seen. That's like a big 90s movie. That's hard though. I don't think it'll be that hard. There are some nineties movies that I haven't seen that are really big. Like I've never seen sex lies and videotape, which is a big one, but I've I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, I guess we'll have to figure out which ones, like if we can find one that neither one of us have seen that, that is kind of well-known that people would be interested in listening to. Yeah. And also I want to do one that, Almost like that one that you really like that either I haven't seen or I don't like, but I'll review, like almost what happened with SLC Punk. Something yeah. that I like, but you just weren't into, but I kind of want to do the reverse. Kind of want well, to. I guess it would be a Clockwork Orange, though. That's a bonus because that's not in the 90s. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That one's going to be, yeah, if we have any, if we do a bonus, I might, I mean, we can have that as a yeah a random bonus or even have a vote sometime like a long long going poll where people can vote on what the next bonus episode is going to be
1: yeah I think that's a cool thing to do yeah
0: Yeah, so let me write that down because I feel like I say a lot of things and then I completely forget to do them (laughs) so I'm gonna write that down
1: I love that you're actually writing that um on paper I can hear it's cool what
0: else If you like this podcast, you should like and subscribe and give us a five star on (laughs) Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which a lot of people listen to, which is dope because everyone listens to it on music anyway, and it's available in more countries. So Spotify seems to be the way to go. I feel like people know about Apple Podcasts, you know? Sorry. So, yeah, I did it. Well done. I know. I'm excited. Okay, let me write clock. I write all my notes on paper.
1: Same. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm old school. I like the feeling of writing things down on, on a notebook,
0: you know. Yeah, same. I also want to have, it's also really cool. I have this whole notebook of all the movies we've done. So it's kind of cool that I have it all in one book. So I could go back and, and see years later, like what I wrote down for these movies. So that's that's kind of funny. But what have you been up to lately? What are you watching? Are you watching anything? Did you finish anything cool?
1: I have absolutely not done anything, like, worth,
0: like, sharing, basically. You watched that mob documentary on Netflix. We both have,
1: yeah. Yeah, that was dope. That was really cool. I have to say, I, I read some weird reviews, like, about... Really? About it being uh, boring, which is ridiculous, because it was not boring at all. I think
0: it's boring?
1: I know. Um, I guess you
0: have to be into it, right?
1: I... I mean I guess if you're not yeah, I guess if you're not really into it and you watch it expect I don't know, maybe people assume that it will be um there will be more action or something. I don't know. I, I really like yeah, think- it.
0: Yeah. I think people think it's going to be like a Scorsese movie where people just get like shot all over the place and it's, you know, just like one after another. But this is, I guess, more told from the, the law aspect, like how they were going to capture these guys. Which
1: is really fascinating. Though. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I learned a lot and it was really interesting. I matched a yeah. up there too. So that was great. And what else? Honestly, like no, nothing really exciting. I, I have actually nothing exciting to oh, well, say.
0: Well, you got to get on the, you know, the trash reality TV game. I'm I on can't. Knee deep in series three of Love Island, people. Uh, the UK version, not the garbage they have here. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's, it's kicking off, man. It's good. There's one girl that I didn't like at first, but now she's playing these two dudes. And I was like, wait. I like this. Guys do this all the time. (laughs) I mean, and I feel like girls never really do it. And she's not really doing anything wrong and it's kind of funny to see these two like really big dudes kind of like, I said I liked her. She kissed you yesterday. Then she laid in the bed with me. It's like they're going back and forth and I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. But They're literally just freaking out about this. But yeah, I love trash reality TV among other things.
1: I know. I I just couldn't get into it. I I don't... Yeah. But... (laughs) Cool. I have been, I, I'm still really just into um, like electronic music. I mean, obviously I've always been, but just been listening to a lot of electronic from like early 2000s and like late oh, 90s. Because wow. I, I, I'm just so inspired with um, what's out now. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a tricky time, but I, I generally don't really love music like right now or in the past two years. Nothing really is that great.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about it. Like, I think the golden age of music stopped for me in my lifetime a long time ago. I I mean, it's just I watch tons of YouTube videos of literally all the same bands, uh, all 90s, early 2000 bands, live shows, everything. And I'm like, there has not been one artist that I can be like, whoa, like this is it's just not. I think it's just because what's popular now and what we hear about is just not what I'm into at all. Same. So I just don't like. Yeah, it's like all rap or even the hip hop that I do like. It's not what's big. It's not the young kids hip hop. It's like different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's for, it's for well, you know, I felt that in 2014, um, there was a lot of really exciting music, like uh, ne neoclassical, kind of like. Basically, it was electronic and like classical music. You know, it's like a fusion. I, I like, it. yeah. It, it, there's like a couple of artists that I really love that that came out around that time, and one is called. Um, oh my god, I just blank. Oh gosh, sorry. Hmm. Oh my god, I can't. It literally cut. Like, I can't remember. Um, Anyway, one of them is Neil's friend. He's more classical, I suppose, but he does have that, like, electronic and, like, piano and just classical. He's the only person I can think of who's been, like, one of the best artists from the past 10 years. He's just insane. Like, I've seen him, like, five times live and on record as well. He just sounds incredible. He's just, like, a true artist, and his music is just so different from everything else that's out there. Um, and and Chiasmos, that's it, Chiasmos, I couldn't remember. Uh-huh. Chiasmos is another, it's like two guys who came out around like, 2014, 2015, and it's the same. It's like classical and electronic music. and Ooh. But they broke up, so they're not making music together anymore. But apart from those two artists, I really can't think of anything else that's been...
0: I have a, f- I have Maybe. a few, but they're all like under, they're all kind of underground. I mean, they're not like anyone that anyone would know. Like, we have some friends who make some pretty cool music, but it's not like I don't hear it every day. I have to seek that out. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't, I can't find. I don't think I'd be able to find it. You know what I mean? So it's like there's so much music out there now. But Carr is a guy that I really like from England.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's he's really
0: cool. And another one of those like weird, non definable kind of artist like he's kind of hip-hop but kind of indie and like kind of some electronic in there like it's he's pretty cool but that's the only person that I've been like oh my god he I think was supposed to tour here I think he did one show in New York that obviously sold the fuck out and I think he did one in LA and I think he was coming back this year to do a tour and I was really excited and then of course this happens because <laughs> I really wanted to see him but so yeah I don't even know we were talking the other day about when do you think live shows are gonna be a thing again safely I mean large shows
1: yeah no idea
0: so yeah I don't even know it's really scary to think about I'm like uh even movie theaters yeah like that's another thing it's like
1: I feel like literally the only thing that's um exciting right now is doing this podcast with you because everything else it's like a weird like routine you know it's like it's it's a weird kind of everyday life sort of yeah. Like I don't know. The Her only consistent podcast. thing we've done is this podcast, but everything yeah. else is just like weird, you know?
0: So It's cool though. I like that and I also like that we're doing a I mean not that we're not political or anything, but there's so many podcasts that I listen to that are like all about politics and that's kind of how I try to get my news because I don't like to watch the tv news because it's just too much yeah I listen to like one or two that are just like they give me the basic rundown you know I think like twice a week and I'm like okay I feel informed and then but it's good to not have just good to have something that's separate from that where something that everybody can enjoy you know there's no like you know there's no back and forth and about different issues which is you know that's fine but that's just a different podcast you know yeah exactly I, that would be you know, a different
1: show <laughs> i think it's important to have like an outlet you know like of like a little break from what yeah you're doing. and yeah i mean it's pretty cool to just focus and like films that we love and like talk about them you yeah
0: know? and hopefully other people like them too you know I think people do the biggest response we've gotten so far are both of the episodes on the Greg Araki films so thanks so much for listening and we even got an email which was really great so it was
1: really sweet yeah, yeah. they
0: got a like Araki's got a really big fan base which I didn't realize it's a small but It's almost like one of those things where if you see someone likes the same band as you and it's really obscure, like you all go that way. You know, you're like, oh, wow, it's actually cool. It's not a pretentious thing. Like everybody is joined in, you know, and and like on the, you know, Instagram, they were like, oh, and like doing quotes from the movies. Like all these people were just writing all these quotes from the movies. And I'm like, wow, these aren't even that big. I can't even believe that that many people know this film that well it's it's really cool
1: i'm actually quite intrigued to see how like people react to this one because i'm pretty sure that transporting is like a lot of people's favorite film
0: yeah it's up there right yeah because clueless is the second biggest after larry clark's kids
1: that's so funny
0: (laughs) which turns which kids actually turns 25 today like today i think oh wow Um, so yeah listen listen up to that episode, it's like the literally the very first one we did, and uh much thanks to Larry Clark for actually retweeting it and reposting it because we've gotten lots of traffic on that. So yeah, that was Thank pretty much. cool. Yeah, I really actually want to do *Bully*, the the film that was made in 2001 that he did. uh It's it's another really great one. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: I think I've seen it, but
0: I want to do it eventually.
1: But like, I watched it once only, and like, I barely remember it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really good one. I yeah, I'll like. be happy to watch it. Yeah, we should do that one eventually soon. I think that will be cool, even though it's two thousand. Like, same with American Psycho was two thousand, but but yeah, we're s- scooting them in. We'll scoot in some two thousands every now and again. Yeah, but let's get into Train Spotting. What are your first thoughts on it?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say that this is one of my favorite films of all time. Like wow, top three or top five top five yeah i'm i the soundtrack as well it's one of my favorite too like i'm not joking when i say that if i was a soundtrack i would be this one that's oh wow basically all my favorite music all different genres that i love Uh, but i mean we'll get into that later but um i feel like it's just one of those films where every single aspect is just perfect you know like there's nothing that I, film. I like. I watch and think, oh, they should have done this. or oh, I'm actually that was weird, like a weird edit or something. Like there's nothing like that, you know. It just feels. Um, I just love Danny Boyle. Like yeah. he frames every shot to really sort of get you inside the film. You know, mm-hmm. like you feel like you're in this story with these characters. Like yeah, and and I. I've heard like some people like the critics being like, Oh, that film glorifies drugs but I actually feel the opposite. I feel that so. it really shows how drug abuse can take over like one's life, you know? Like mm-hmm. I watched it the first time in school. I was thirteen. I and watched in school. yeah, they used to like play films to like um as part of like different type of films, right? But in this in this um occasion it was basically to like scare us from like doing drugs and it was it worked because I mean I loved it and I definitely remember thinking this is like mesmerizing like this is just such an amazing film Mm -hmm. and I was 13 right but it 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 made me not want to touch drugs like I didn't I don't think I knew back then all the difference like I didn't I knew it was heroin right but I didn't know like what Coke was. Like, I didn't know how you did Coke or all the different drugs, you know, just know drugs were bad, basically. And And
0: Mexico, you watched it.
1: Yeah, I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that even though like years later, like when I was like much older, I was very tempted. I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to try, you know, Harry, because I just, I'm just curious. I'm just a curious person. It's not, I was like I genuinely just wanted to try everything just to see what it felt like and and every time I thought, you know what, like that scene, the baby scene, I was so traumatizing that that made me not do it, basically. Yeah.
0: So it So it worked.
1: it worked. Yeah. I mean still, you know <laughs> I would not be touching that ever, I don't think.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. I yeah, I just for me I think I saw it when I was like fifteen. Something like that. It had been out for a while. I'm pretty sure I rented it. I didn't see it in the theater or anything. But I remember I've never wanted to try to try heroin just because uh, when I was, whatever, like, 11, like, super young, um, when Kurt Cobain died, that was it. Like, he was my hero. And after that, and I knew that, like, heroin had really fucked him up. And then, obviously, like, consistently fucked up the lives of a lot of people that I liked, like, Janis mm-hmm. Joplin so I think it, it, it was always like, this seems great, you know, how they kind of picture it. But I was like, no, like, all these people I really like end up dying from it. Like, I just don't, it scared me, I think, more than anything. And all I'd heard was it was, like, you know, the most addictive drug. Like, one time, you do it once and that's it. Yeah,
1: was like, us. Yeah.
0: There's no going back. And I was like, uh, no, like I I don't want to test that. I mean, everyone does their own shit. I had a friend in high school who did it once and he thankfully literally just did it once. And I remember when he told me that he did it and I was like, you fucking did what? He's like, yeah, I just wanted to try it and see what's up. And I was just so scared because I'd seen like train spotting. I'd seen uh, like other films that had drugs in it. And I was like, fuck, oh my God. What if my friend like Get strung out and like, what do I do? And thankfully that didn't happen, but the way they kind of frame it to you is that it's super like crack. It's super addictive. One time it'll bring like anyone down, no matter if you're like the highest of highest jobs, like you end up selling everything and just, you know, like they just make it seem like that. And I was like, I don't want to mess with that. (laughs) I guess like that's too much, but I love the film though. Yeah. I love the way that they told the story. And I think it's a good, it is a really good film. For, like, a I guess an anti drug, uh, what do you call it? Deterrent, I guess. But as far as movies that will scare you into doing drugs, Requiem for a Dream is up there. That, that will literally make you yeah. not want to touch, at, and even a pill that you don't know what it is. I mean, the and that's kind of that's probably what they should show in, in school now because I feel like that film. Which it scares me it still does i mean even just watching the last 10 minutes of that film just fucks your world up um but and it would have been really cool if darren aronofsky the guy who directed uh um uh, wrecking for a dream did train spotting i'd be interested to see like not let danny Boyle's is bad but they're just two totally different spectrums and i wonder how he would show that kind of uh kind of crazy manic drug state in a less depressing way like in a less, you know, down at the end of the world kind of way. We should do record for mm-hmm. a dream. I have yeah, to do We should do it. We should I do like it. movies that have drug themes. Um, not in a glamorous way, but I'm just always intrigued by the way that they show drug addiction in different ways, you know. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, let's see. I have written down here my first note was you and McGregor exclamation <laughs> point. Um, yeah. And let's do a fuck Mary Kill in the beginning. Okay, so which one? Okay, sick boy or spud?
1: Oh, really? Okay, fine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. oh, that's so tough. Okay, I would marry um Mark. Okay, I will fuck sick boy and kill spud. That's really me, but yeah, (laughs) you would marry Mark? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would. He's like, no, no, I, no, no. Yes, I will marry Mark yeah. and then have sex with with sick
0: boy. Yeah. I would flip it. I would still kill Spud. I'm sorry, Spud.
1: Yeah, I know. You but I would marry
0: sick boy and I think I would just fuck Renton. Really? Yeah, because Renton has like fucked over his friend. You know what I mean? Great well, not give Spud that money in the end, but sick boy can kind of kick heroin if he wants to. He's a bit of a self-starter. Renton's not really. So I feel like I it might be kind of a struggle if certain people come around him and sway him, but I feel like Sick Boy is like cock of the walk, you know? I feel like you can't really pull one over on him. And I think I want someone like that around for a while. <laughs> but I feel like I wouldn't get fucked over. But Renton is just kind of nice.
1: I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't think I would trust Sick Boy, to be honest. Will
0: you trust Renton?
1: yeah i mean i think completely i mean maybe not completely but i feel like he's that type of character that if you if he likes you you're protected you know oh, like he'll look out for you i feel like sick definitely isn't like that Like he even said like that's he true. would totally take the money if he could have you know he said yeah, it
0: true. Yeah. so
1: yeah. no like I, I feel like i like to think that mark has a bit of a heart still you
0: know I guess you well, I guess I'm also thinking about like the real life struggles of Ian McGregor, how he left his wife for that girl. He wasn't Oh, I we're not talking about <laughs> Ian <was laughs> like, McGregor. Like- oh, I just like Johnny Lee Miller a bit. Well, oh, I love both.
1: Bit. I mean <laughs> Ian McGregor in this film looks so freaking hot with his earring with that like hoop and like I'm um, not
0: into it. You're not. I love I that. I mean I like his outfit, I like his clothes, but I just like Sick Boy way more.
1: Yeah, he's like he's got a cooler style in the film.
0: Yeah, I like the bleached hair on like when he has dark hair. Like I like how that looks, and I like his clothes a lot more than Renton's.
1: Yeah, like- he's just like cooler yeah. and sleeker, you know. Yeah. He's got like swagger, basically. And he
0: has that boot that has the like heroin in the bottom. Like only he would have that the heel slides around um okay and also here's another one would you rather hang out with sick boy or renton like just friends just like shooting the shit
1: um i guess sick boy
0: yeah that's what i picked too yeah sick boy's just really funny he's fun
1: yeah (laughs) definitely
0: cool um and the it was a book by irvine welsh that's what this story is based on so it's not completely fabricated out of nowhere and we're gonna have a talk about the soundtrack but this soundtrack it's good I, I like bits and bobs of it this is very reminiscent of what I used to listen to when I was when I saw this film I we were talking about this a long time ago that you don't have any types of music that you used to listen to that you no longer do but,
1: uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I do. really like, still like what I liked um, 20, 30 years ago, Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is for me is uh, more of the electronic thing I used to be into, but now I just, I don't know, no. I mean, yeah. maybe one or two songs, but not as a whole. So I guess my taste is somewhat changed. Could go back. Never know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I guess so. I, I have a whole CD book of all this old, like, what, Chemical Brothers, fucking global underground shit with different DJs that I used to listen to to, like, go to sleep. And there's a movie called Groove. I don't know if you've ever heard of the movie called Groove. I don't think so. Oh, it was I was one of my favorite movies. It came out in 2000, and it's all about an underground rave in San Francisco.
1: Mm, that's this- cool.
0: It's cool. Yeah. And this one guy is planning it. And then at the, he's like, I'm trying to get John Digweed to spin. And everyone's like, yeah, right. You're not going to get Digweed. How are you? Like, how are you going to do that? This is underground. Like locations keep getting changed. And then the very end Digweed like comes in and like puts down his crate. And he's like, Is there still a party happening. And everyone's like, what? And then he DJ's. It has a really amazing soundtrack too. You probably would like it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. let me watch it.
0: Cool. Yeah, we should, maybe we should do it. I mean, it's it's. I like that soundtrack a lot because I just remember the film. But that's another one that's kind of like a super culty '90s, like you know that weird late '90s rave scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like <laughs> totally that scene. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah. Behind the scenes, the only thing I have because there's a lot of behind the scenes is it was made on a one and a half million pound budget, which is really good, I think. Yeah.
1: So it's weird, like how could it be? Because it, I read that, but then it, somewhere else said like three point five million. So I don't know. That's
0: the conversion. So it'd probably be three and a half. It said pounds, said but million. Pounds? I know.
1: I double check, but who knows? Oh, but yeah, who knows? I mean
0: still it's pretty good it's
1: yeah it's pretty good i mean they film they it makes sense because his previous film to this was like super low budget and he shot it in like a month like 30 days you know i think these were shot in seven seven weeks that's still really fast
0: I it is who knows how the hell long it takes but that feels fast
1: yeah it's crazy
0: and I read I, they to do one take a lot of times because they had no budget, hardly, yeah
1: yeah i I read that too, it just had to be really like, cool. which is insane because it just shows like I feel like it doesn't look, I guess the editing was just so well done, you know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't look kind of um, I don't know, like that that's the reason why it was shot that way. it just looks more like it could have done. It could been done that way because it's just cooler and that's what they wanted, you know, rather than they just had not other choice. Um,
0: yeah, that's true. I like how most of this film, it just feels not acted. You know, it feels not documentary because obviously there's some elements that are a little, like, fantastical, like, that are not real, but it just feels very... I don't feel like they're acting. I feel like I'm actually there and just like you said earlier, that he really takes you into the scene and you feel like you're really in that room listening to them talk about whatever. Either it's heroin, it's a drug deal, it's trying to get off heroin, it's a whole, you know, you just really feel like you're there. Yeah, totally. No, you do. Yeah. Unlike American Psycho where we were just thinking, what the hell is this guy? This is so crazy and just so outlandish that this would never happen this way in real life, or at least it wouldn't be filmed like this. It'd be filmed in like a totally different way. So it's kind of cool. Do you have behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, so sorry, did you say how much the film made? Oh no, I just did the budget. How much do you know how much you made? I have one figure, but what do you have? I I have a different I
1: I have seventy two million.
0: Yeah, that's what I saw.
1: That's insane. That's a lot. Seventy two million. And the two cool things so obviously like let's say that the budget was 1.5 million right Mm -hmm. they actually polygram allocated like 800,000 to go towards promotion and advertising for the film that was like separate from the budget
0: yeah that was for the soundtrack right well that
1: was just everything that was like promotion and advertising like yeah like I guess um I don't know like a trailer like just promotional. There was a video, lot of
0: it
1: was kind of a lot of money. A lot back then. It totally paid off though. But yeah, the soundtrack, I mean they had incredible people, like artists in it. Um yeah. See, well, so I don't actually so I read that apparently a lot of the people that were involved with the film with the film, only got seven hundred pounds per week, but I don't think that includes obviously the main actors. It, it wouldn't. Oh. Like that's the only thing I found, which was kind of crazy.
0: But so it- that's the secondary characters like Diane and the other girlfriends. Was it Lizzie? Um,
1: I mean, I'm guessing maybe production as well. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I guess you will pay production more than the actual actors, right? Especially for a
0: film like that. I think so, yeah. I think if they're... I don't know how it works in, in the UK, but I know, like, here I'm sure there's some kind of union situation where, like, they have to make certain amount if they're on a budget or on a project for so long they either have yeah. to have their hotel or they have to get food money like something
1: they have well to- and actually none of them were big actors anyway at the time so True. i can't obviously not 700 pounds per week but they must have got a bit more than that but um and
0: 700 pounds yeah. a week is forty nine hundred pounds at the end of seven weeks like that's not bad I
1: guess, it's, but
0: well, I guess it depends on what you're doing.
1: I suppose, yeah. I mean, like you're shooting like all day. You yeah. know, that's kind of okay. quite so, a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I heard quite a lot in production.
0: Oh yeah, what's more?
1: Yeah, so you know the BFI, mm-hmm. the British Film Institute. They ranked Transporting as like the tenth greatest film, like British films of the 20th century.
0: Oh wow! Which
1: is oh, yeah, wow. which is really fucking cool. You know.
0: Yeah. Do you know um, what number one was? Pardon? Do you know what number one was?
1: No or idea. No, I don't know. I don't know who. No. Um. Yeah, so this is really funny. So, like, the first 20 minutes of the film had to be edited for American viewers because they thought that the Scottish accent would be too strong for them to understand.
0: This was my question. Was <laughs> you watching it in Mexico? Could you understand their accents when you first saw it?
1: Um. Well, because they were subtitles, so like.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's right. So yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to that. You know, oh, okay. everything was subtitled like back then. So, um, yeah, but but it is funny because I know a lot of Americans actually that struggle to understand that Scottish accent now. You know,
0: I definitely um, did when it came out, but I think when I rented it, there was no subtitle option on a on a tape, so it was just. You know, you just watch it. And then I think later, I don't remember ever using subtitles, but I I mean I'll totally admit it. I used subtitles the first time I watched Peaky Blinders because I was it just takes a while for your ear to get connected to that regional accent because it's just so different than just a straight I guess what is it, the posh accent that's kind of the, the yeah, well, standard one that, that at least that Americans hear a lot. You know, yeah. the ones that actors have and, you know, the ones that when you hear interviews that it sounds close enough to our dialect. Yeah, of course. But yeah, then when it gets... Because even there's all the different subsets within Scotland, too. Because Oh, yeah. It's really easy to understand. But Begbie and Spud have a different regional... Completely
1: accent. different. Yeah. But, but also, Scottish say a lot of things. They just pronounce things differently to, like, English. Yeah. People, you know, like, they say I instead of yes, for example, they say they say sweets instead of suits.
0: Sweets, like candy?
1: No, suits. They pronounce the word suit like an actual oh, suit. Oh, they
0: actually pronounce
1: They it say sweet. sweet. That's the they first say, way. They say hi, hi to say yes. They say shite instead of shit. Yeah. You know, they say a lot of things that are just different. I, I mean, I really like it. In, in some parts of the UK, actually, people speak kind of like in Kent, for example, I, some people actually speak like in slang which is very much like scottish
0: actually oh that's cool yeah
1: they say like i they say like so many other
0: things so it, i don't know this is another reason Slang-y. why i watch love island because <laughs> uh, i granted as as much as lame and cheesy as it is for me as an american watching and i find it really interesting just to see uh you know like uk culture and what people are doing the generation you know under me so i'm just curious on you know how they talk and everything and it's I'm watching season 3 and there've been I don't know six now and there's been different slang in each season the things that they say in this one they don't say in the other one so now they have been saying things like uh she's got a hump about it
1: yeah a hump is like that your, your, too, stuff. It's like stuff like you like you are annoyed like
0: yeah they don't say that in the new ones they don't no um there are a few other uh, when i find them i'll like text you to them but yeah there are a few things that are slang that i've never heard in the other ones and then certain people in the house this one guy from the north he speaks so fast and i have no idea what the fuck he's saying and even some of the people in the house are like i have no idea what the fuck he's saying like even they don't understand him which is crazy that they're not even that far. I mean, the country's not that big, but it's just crazy how they don't understand them. And the girls come in saying, I don't want this accent, I don't want that accent. The one girl who's coupled up with them is, I'm never going out with a northerner ever again. And then that's who she's coupled up with.
1: Well, that's so I mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's weird. Every time they come in, they're like, I don't want this, I don't want that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I was like, what? That's so weird. But yeah. Oh, yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah, so. Also, you know the opening sequence where like they chase and like mm-hmm. that was basically pretty much inspired by um, the Beastie Boys like video for Sabotage.
0: Oh, sabotage.
1: Yeah, which oh, wow. obviously Spike Jones directed. But yeah, he he openly said that he was pretty inspired by that. Wow, um, wow that's cool. Which you can sort of see, like it's pretty obvious, you know, the way the car, the roll over yeah, the car, and exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, this is really funny. So they asked Oasis to contribute to the soundtrack and Noel Gallagher said no, because he thought the movie was about train spotters. <laughs> really? Well, what are so train stupid. Spotters, They're like people who Work just for fun, up. no, people who just for fun um, kind of watch or follow like uh, chase trains. It's like a weird hobby. It's like a, I mean, it can be used for that, but it also means someone who has like an interest in something that's really not very popular, like kind of weird, like obviously who, who, who likes watching trains or like following them, you know, like chasing them, that kind of thing. So he said no. I was like, imagine how pissed he, he was when he so had successfully was and that the movie had nothing to do with Transporters. I mean.
0: Oh, and that Damon Albarn was on the sound.
1: Yeah. Track. I mean, they're so stupid, honestly. Those two, like.
0: I know, I was telling Jules the other day that we should totally, she, she, she texted me randomly and she said, I really want to do an episode on uh, Crushes, Music Crushes, just because I want to talk about Damon Albarn. And I told her, I said, maybe all the the three of us can review the Britpop documentary Live Forever. And please, can't we?
1: I fucking love Britpop.
0: Yeah, like, we, yeah, we totally should. Because I told her, there's a you know Damon Albarn's in the whole time, so you can just talk about him.
1: Throughout. so honestly like I love Oasis, but he really is shown to be like an incredible artist. Like, yeah, he's not like obviously Gallagher, like. um, Oh god, I forgot. Um, he can't. then are not at his the same level, you know. I mean, I love Noel Gallagher. I feel like he is kind of he was the brains of Oasis, you yeah, know. But seems like it, right? But but still, when you like when when you see interviews, they're kind of like insane people. Like yeah. a bit shallow, a bit insane, yeah. like a bit mental, like weird. You know, they're not that likable. I don't think they're funny, but not.
0: I wouldn't want to be friends they with. Want them. To be. I feel like they're kind of. I'm kind very of, arrogant. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of their brand, is mm-hmm. ultimate arrogance and kind of just. I just I follow uh, Liam on Twitter. Yeah, I'm a Liam uh, person more than a Noel person, but and it's it's really crazy how they he still just talks shit on him all the time. I know it's so weird. It's it's like he's your brother. You know. I think it's I don't know. I feel like it sounds like it's for just kind of sport but i don't think it is i mean because clearly he's still it's just weird that he still seems so bitter about everything why don't they just reunite and make a fuck ton of money i mean they've been offered tons of money to reunite and it's just like they won't do it
1: so you just can't work together you know. i know anyway right we're like going off track
0: (laughs) more production notes
1: Um, what else, that's, like, really cool. I mean, there's so many, like, little things here, Ned because, um, he, um, what's his name? I completely went off track, and I can't remember now. God, Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, Danny Boy was pretty, like, he obviously loves the Beatles, so there are a lot of references to. Oh, yeah. Well, some people who are listening are into that, Lauren, so... Yeah, you know, like the scene where the four of them are crossing the road in London. I, my dad.
0: I was like, Abbey Road. Yeah, totally,
1: totally, re- like, total reference. Wow. Um, what else? I mean, there's just so many, like, little things. But but yeah, like the fact that um, Ian McGregor lost quite a lot of weight for the film. I think it was like 26 pounds he lost.
0: Yeah, he's really thin.
1: Yeah. I mean, you had to look like a hearing addict, you had to lose weight, you yeah. know.
0: Sick Boy doesn't look that thin, though. He has, like, baggy clothes on.
1: But I think his build was pretty similar to the film, like, to how he looked in the
0: film. Oh, yeah, that's true. Whereas
1: Ian McGregor was, like, a bit bigger,
0: you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think
1: that's it. I don't want to be boring.
0: Oh, no, that's okay. No, that's super fun. I'm excited. I I love hearing about behind-the-scenes stuff. I wish that... I feel like sometimes I research it, but I don't want to talk about obviously you could watch loads of things on it on youtube now so if you really want to see an in-depth look of how the most of the films that we talk about are made but it's really cool to find out these little things especially the american psycho one was so interesting with the casting and just you find out all these tidbits of you know who was up for the role and then who didn't get it and it's just really cool that now you kind of find all that stuff out because
1: before yeah Yeah, it's very
0: cool. I found out that Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy was supposed to play Cher in Clueless. Oh, I'm glad she didn't. Yeah, I'm so glad she didn't. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, let's see. So I have plot points and story notes. In the beginning, I love the opening. I'm sure most people do. I love how it opens. I love how you get introduced to the friends in these kind of fragments. It's really yeah. cool how you get to kind of see their personalities there. And then... As, I love as soon as you see the soccer game or football game that they're all playing, I think the people that they're playing against are the people, their former addicts that and McGregor worked with to hmm. research the role. So they're actually the people they're playing against in the beginning. And then I love how you go right into Mother Superior's flat, the dealer, and it starts from the floor. And then you just kind of rotate to the rooms. I like how it starts at that low angle. I thought that was really cool.
1: He does that a lot in his films.
0: Yeah. And like tracking, a whole yeah. lot of tracking shots and stuff. And I don't know who really started doing that. I know Scorsese is really known for it now, but I wonder who started probably when the cameras got that advanced that they could build a track and like zoom in and like zoom back and forth really fast.
1: It's yeah. Really cool. I feel like you see that in a clockwork orange. He definitely did that. He was like, well, maybe a of like building Things that became really like um, popular and used by in filmmaking, you yeah? know? Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And then the very beginning, we see that Renton is already starting a plan to detox. <laughs> so we like jump into this heroin addiction. And then obviously, what I was texting you earlier, that um, I guess it's Sick Boy's girlfriend. I think her name's Allison. I think you only see her in the dealer's flat. I don't think you really see her any, any time else, but she's, they're talking about the experience of shooting up and she just says that beats any meat injection. That's the better the <laughs> fucking fuck in the world. That's um, obviously too long to uh, put as a quote for the actual title, but I, I really like that. <laughs> that that's, that's in the very beginning. And um, yeah, it's just crazy that he's just planning for a detox already. You're <laughs> like, Oh, Okay. And so much goes into it when he's at home and he has all the like porn and like milk of magnesia and all these sodas and, you know, soup and it's just crazy. It's all planned out. Television, the buckets. (laughs) And then he's like, I need one more hit. And then breaks the door down and then goes to, I think the guy who plays that dealer is the author, right? Isn't that Irvine Welsh? Um, two opioid pills from,
1: I don't know. Not, you mean not the guy who's who's there. Uh, like, um, he's what's his character? Sweeney, not Sweeney, right? Uh, is, that- is the the guy who lives in the in that house. who's, like the dealer, basically.
0: Yeah, not okay, not Mother Superior with the leather vest. That's Mother Superior, not him. Okay, the other know. guy, the one that Renton gets the drugs from. And the pills and he shoves them up his ass that guy he just has a oh that guy. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the author of the book. okay that's
1: cool that's yeah.
0: really cool um yeah and i think he's in this i don't know if he's in the second one he might actually have a little cameo in the second one too um but yeah so we see that and then uh <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in the film although i didn't pick it as one of my favorite is it well part of it is is when renton and sick boy go hunting Oh and, yeah. And Sick Boy. Is just like and Renton has this really funny monologue where he just says, "I'm so annoyed with Sick Boy. He just kicked it because he just wanted to prove to me that he could and that I was going to have this sort of big struggle with it." And then he was just like, eh, "Okay. Like I'll quit." And then they go and they have this crazy discussion about how Lou Reed's solo shit is really bad. And they just talk about how all these solo artists like never really do all that well. They have this weird philosophical. That, conversation. that is
1: really funny. I like that a lot. Actually.
0: Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. It's like um, a
1: good conversation to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I think I actually did write. I wrote Renton and Sick Boy's Philosoph combo disagree about Lou Reed. That was in my like my favorite scene bit. Um, and then one of my favorite parts ever, well it's not in my favorite scenes, is when you first see Begbie. And he's telling yeah. them the story about that pool hall. Fight oh my God. <laughs> then, I think Tommy was playing with him and he just talks about how he got in this vicious fight over absolutely nothing. Cause he's just, just total hair trigger temper. And then he, <laughs> and then he throws that, that pint glass <gasps> that he threw down to that second. On one. a girl. Massive. Yeah. But he didn't even see it was a girl. It was a massive glass. He
1: does off. not give a shit. He's no. like a psychopath.
0: Yeah. yeah. He is in the second one too. He's, like, still the same. It's you know, so he, he
1: is, like, it's kind of like small man syndrome,
0: you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. The he's just so popcorn.
1: angry. Yeah. He's insane. He's such a brilliant actor. I love him.
0: Yeah, he is really good. He's also in that weird fairy tale show. There's, like, I forgot what it's called. It was, like, a fairy tale show that he's in. I was like, oh, it's Begbie. And I wrote Huge Pint He Threw. Then I wrote, got the hump, because they said got the hump, that he got the <laughs> That's what Tommy said, I think, because he was losing. And I wrote, must ask Jai, got the hump. <laughs> so, now I know it means pissed off. I need a little yeah, it's You don't really hear, UK
1: you, you hear, like, some, um like, in East London, some, some actual, like, some people there will say that or like outside London, but not really like, you know, it is a slang. Definitely. Like it's not cool. something that a lot of people, like most people say, you know,
0: California has slang. I noticed when I, when I went out there that I didn't know a lot of things that they were talking about. And I didn't know kick rocks was a thing. Um, I guess kick rocks is just dumping them. Like I told her to kick rocks. Um oh. And then Kickback, I I don't know if Kickback is uh, California-centric, but I never heard Kickback or Kiki's a little... I mean, people say Kiki, but Kickback I never heard of. People were like, oh, I'm not going to have a party. I'm going to have a Kickback, which is just a chill party, I guess. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I love listening to different kinds of slang and everything. I love the club scene where Renton first meets Diane, and she drinks both those drinks.
1: I the love guy, that. Like,
0: runs over and she just grabs both of them and he's like, "I'm in love," <laughs> and then goes out and finds her. That also is in my fashion notes that I love what she's wearing that red coat with the sequin dress. Yep,
1: same, same. You really? know that club that um, the outside of the club is mm-hmm. sort of very similar to the one to the milk to the milk bar in oh, in,
0: Clockwork Orange. in a
1: In Orange. Yeah. It's kind of similar, like bright red. Okay, with like the same we're font. Have
0: to do that episode, yeah, we have to.
1: I mean, come on. It, it, I mean, it is simply like one of those films that a lot of people refer to because it is that true. great. You know?
0: Yeah, it's true. It's totally true.
1: Yeah, even I think yeah, for sure, Danny Boyle made the actors watch a lot of films, like all films, mm-hmm. as a reference, for so like just like to help them with. You know the 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 character, and um, and a clockwork orange was one of them.
0: Okay, now I can see it.
1: Yeah, because it's like about revealing like youths and, mm-hmm. and and that you know. So can't remember the other ones. I think hustler was another one.
0: Oh yeah, the Hustler. That's yeah, they the Hustler. Hustler too, right.
1: Oh, this yeah, guy. that's. I think that's sixties, but I could 60s. be wrong. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. We should do another. Okay, we should do a Clockwork Orange because that's one of your favorite films from a lot, from you know years ago. Yes. Um. I I should. I want to pick one that's. I like a lot of old films too. I want to pick one that's kind of an oldie. That would that would be cool to break it up to have a cool. Yeah. I think maybe so. we'll do a Clockwork Orange next. Who knows.
1: Yay! Well, anyway, I don't want to get too excited, so
0: yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we totally can. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, I have. Where does Diane live? Is it an apartment building? There's a weird hallway. You know, no, we- it's a house. It's just a house. It looks weird. It it looks like an. I mean, I know it is her house, but the guy who was like walk there was a guy riding the bike. Right? Was that just her brother? I think that's her brother
1: because she lives at home with her parents yeah, and yeah. that's the hallway where like, you know, the um, you can see like him, well, that he's sleeping on a sofa in the hallway and then he yeah. goes into the kitchen, you know, where oh, right. yeah. they're having breakfast, but it is, it is a house or, or apartment, whatever, but... Yeah, she lives at home. I mean, she's fourteen.
0: Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, she's where is this? I, I thought it was a house, but it just looked different from like the hallway. It looked like an apartment building. Uh, yeah, that definitely is pretty sketchy. Though she's fourteen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how that would have worked out now. Like, well, it even been made in a movie now.
1: Now it's tough. I wonder if that still happens, but it, like definitely scotland and the uk it was like that i mean you at 14 you were out in clubs and stuff you were getting up to all sorts of crazy things you know like
0: the age of consent is a lot lower too right? yeah
1: i also like honestly i used to think how are these girls like 13 or 14 because when they dress up and wear makeup they look a lot older
0: oh yeah like,
1: no one really looks their age there you know so i remember going to clubs like that eight, not yeah not that young actually a bit older like 15 but um same many because they're taller as well and they wear makeup and different clothes and they just look like 19 or 20 you know?
0: yeah easily yeah so that yeah i mean it's that was really kind of sketchy but you know part of the story Uh, Then one of your favorite bits when they rant about Scotland and they take that train out. I freaking
1: love that whole dialogue. Like, it's so brilliant. I love that. But that's in my favorite line, so I'm going to save it.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. And then I have like, it's a sense of community around substance abuse that they have. It's very like then when they all decide to get back on it i wrote back on junk so they're like all back on it and it just seems like they're all home and they're all stealing together and they're all doing all this crazy shit and i said sick boy seems like a highly functioning addict that just kind of annoys renton more than anything because well yeah because how is he able to stop whenever he wants to right Mm -hmm. and then tommy now joins in Because he's just broken up with Lizzie because of that whole funny tape-stealing debacle where, like, Renton took that porn that they made.
1: Yeah, which is kind of nuts because you wouldn't break up with your boyfriend just because he lost the tape. Like, that seems a bit extreme. Although
0: he did return it to the video shop. Oh, he did? Yeah, because he's like, like, I think I returned it. And she's like, the video shop, Tommy? The fucking video shop? Like, she freaks out.
1: No, I think he just thinks that because he can't find it. But it's because he doesn't know, like, Mark has it.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. But I think, but that's what she thinks, though. She thought he returned it, and that's why she broke up with him. Yeah,
1: I know. But it's not that bad. I mean, it's an accident.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know it is totally an accident. But I think, I don't know, if I thought that a video shop had it and not it's also pretty fucking weird that like your best friends have it too. I mean, that's, I kind of more weirded out that your friends who know both of us are watching it than some strangers who have no idea who we are. Although granted it's a small place. Like they would probably know, but but still I'd be like, why is your friend watching? Like, why did he seek it out and saw it and was like, can I take this? I was like, why? (laughs) Like, why do you want to watch it? It's so weird. And then of course they just sit and watch it. Just like, Huh, this is funny. This is weird. I
1: think guys, like young guys, do that kind of thing. Like, they're just immature, you know. He's 26. Just... Brenton's supposed to be 26. I know, but you know, men are actually never, they never really act their age. They act like three or two years younger than their age. That's true, so...
0: yeah. It's probably more than two. Sorry, guys, if you listen to this, I mean, it's so, so true. But... Yeah, it's kind of true. It's more like five years, I think.
1: And some women too. I'm just saying, all women.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I definitely can be really immature if I want (laughs) to be. Yeah. So now Tommy is on junk, which is fucking stupid. And yeah, um, at a low point, I guess she's left. And he's like, okay, I want to see what all the fuss is about. And (laughs) then they're in that, then they all are in that bar because they're all kind of hooked except for Begbie. And then they see that American tourist is like, howdy, can I use your bathroom? (laughs) They all that might be one of my, it's not written down, but that is one of my favorite scenes. And they all kind of look around, and they just fall to the bathroom. It's like, really funny. And then they get all the money. They like beat him up, and they get all the money. And I was like, of course he has a USA fucking uh, one of those like souvenir like sling bags, like crossbody bags that says USA on it. And he has like mm-hmm. a lame windbreaker. I mean. I feel like
1: not all Americans, but I remember seeing so many like American tourists in London because they just really want you to know that they're American. They're either wearing a cap. Yes, they'll be wearing a cap that's like, I don't know, some baseball team or like the American flag.
0: Like Yankees or something. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's fine. You know, they are proud of being American. That's cool. But it's just funny that they had to show it like that in such an obvious way when they travel it's yeah it's you can fair. always spot an American when you're in Europe always
0: I am not one of those people I try to blend in and not open my mouth as much as possible <laughs> not that I'm like embarrassed but I just I just don't want to be seen as that stereotype I guess yeah the kind of you know ugly American stereotype that lots of people know about but yeah, The American Tourist was funny. Then after that really funny bit, we get to the baby dying. So obsessing. So oh. And she's just screaming. Like, Allison's just screaming. And they're saying, oh, she's been screaming all day. Who knows? And then they just kind of snap out of it. And then she's kind of shaking everyone, screaming, you know. Oh, my God. Just screaming. And then Renton just is, I want to hit. I'm just going to cook. Mm. And then she's like, yeah, give me one. And it's just so fucked. But, I mean, how how else would you expect that you would cook? Yeah.
1: I mean, it just shows you, like, the you know, how low you can go when, you're, when you do heroin. You're, like, really completely unaware of... It's very different to other drugs, you know? You, yeah, that's true. It's really you just scary. don't care about anything, like... It's
0: really scary.
1: This is why, like, all those, like... People who not all of them, but a lot of them, including Amy Winehouse, you know, when they found her, her apartment was just a tip. Was like, you know, they don't. You kind of lose awareness of like where you go to the bathroom if you're in a bathroom. Really? Yeah, this is like this is like a thing. This is known like um, hair in houses or whatever. But people who do that, they they live in a in a mess like. There'd be like clothes, food everywhere. They completely lose notion of reality, you know.
0: Because it's just all about getting that fix.
1: hmm Same with P. Doherty. I, I mean, I know people who like went to his apartment in in Hackney. Like he used to live in Hackney. Like before he um, dated, like Kemos, and it was kind of like that, you know, like just a shithole, basically. Yeah, it's very sad. Very sad.
0: There's a really good documentary that I have saved on my YouTube. I think I've I've only managed to see a bit of it because it's, I think, over an hour. But it's it shows him. I'm pretty sure it's pre when he dated Kate Moss. He's really young in it. And it shows his place. And his place is like a bit of a mess. Hmm. He has his, like, drawings and all this stuff everywhere. And it's, I mean, I I'm sure he was probably doing something. But it's, yeah, it really sucks. It really sucks how, like, one thing and one kind of synthetic, like, compound can just fuck up your entire world. Your entire world, for sure. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And then what you do, like, going into the story, the three guys start robbing and stealing, and that's how it ends up. I mean, that's how we get to the beginning of the movie, in the middle, where he gets hit by that car. And yeah. he's running through the street so they've just stolen they're getting chased they're running around and then they get arrested or sick boy gets away and then uh, spud and renton get arrested and then spud goes to jail and renton just goes into rehab like made a deal to go into rehab which fucking is crazy he gets methadone and he's like yeah i become like another addict and then once he gets out of that, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna OD," or not g- gonna OD, but he goes to Mother Superior and like buys another hit, and that's when he ODs into that probably relatively famous scene that you know now, to Perfect Day by Lou Reed, where he sinks into the carpet. Hmm. Um, it's obviously horrible, but, yeah. But the way that it's shot is just so, it's so brilliantly. Yeah, like you're just it, sinking into the floor. That's what I'm
1: saying. Obviously, cinematographer like play a huge role, but it's also just Danny Boyle's eye. You know, yeah. he wants things like to be frame. And I, I, I mean, this is why I love his films so much.
0: The, yeah, it's really cool.
1: So many of his films are like that. You know, like. He likes to create that energy and that whatever is going on and make you feel it like as if you were in the movie.
0: Yeah, totally. He's very immersive. I think he likes that immersive kind of situation.
1: He has style for sure. Like it's not even though all his films are different, I mean a couple of them are like similar, but not He likes to explore, like, different genres, really. Mm -hmm. And, like, but they tend to be, like, fast-paced, you know. Mm -hmm. He uses a lot of, like, close-ups with a camera sort of looking up. Mm -hmm. Um, Bright colours, kind of, like, surreal elements, but not necessarily, like, dreamy because it's pretty dark. Like, this film, for example. You know, like, the baby, like, the the worst bathroom, the, the worst toilet oh, in God, Scotland.
0: That was in my yuck scenes is every kind of bodily function is in the yuck scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, same, same. It's like, that's obviously the grossest, but, and oh, also another r- random question. Mark has AIDS now, uh, or not Mark, Tommy, sorry. Tommy has AIDS, their friend who just got on junk late. How did he get it? So we, he obviously got it probably through a needle, right?
1: Oh well, yeah, for sure. He needle, yeah.
0: Doing it with them. Because I was thinking like they're not them have it, right?
1: No, because remember they were they kind of weren't doing it for a while, but then Mark was into it then. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't doing it with him. It's just very sad. Like, of course that happens, you know, the one time you try it, you get hooked and then you get AIDS, and then all these other junkies who've been doing it for ages are fine. Like
0: But did he get it from doing it with that crew, or you think he went and bought it himself and got other needles and probably
1: No, I think he did it with other like because you never see him with them do,
0: doing it really just the Apparently, one time where he tried. Just the it. one
1: time yeah
0: yeah i always wondered i was like where did he get it from yeah
1: because they literally didn't know what was going on with him because they weren't around I yeah. mean, they were enough, like
0: yeah. they moved. mark
1: moved to london but but the other guys weren't really hanging out with mark they just heard from someone else what he got up to you know
0: oh yeah that's true um the move to london i love that whole montage sequence <laughs> like super cheesy dance music and i was like this is how it's gonna be like when i move there
1: that so, song so funny the song they play. <laughs> yeah. it's like all these touristy things you I know, know? Like big band and like all the tourists like with souvenirs and stuff it's it was very
0: cool funny. and how did renton get that great job I mean, was it a great job? I thought it was a pretty decent job. that he It's job.
1: not a great job. I mean, he's just working for like a state. It's not a very hard job. Pretty much anyone can do it. You don't need like crazy like qualifications. for Oh, uh, okay. No.
0: I was like, wow. that's. I mean, he, cool he wants to that.
1: say, I think he's mentioned real estate, but it's not, I think people want to use that word because it sounds like posh and nicer, but it's yeah.
0: not, you, you know, you just work for a... Like, you just show up Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're not selling houses No Making, like, commission and all that kind of stuff Mm Um, (laughs) Begbie I love how Begbie shows up in London Because he's on the lam (laughs) For armed robbery with a replica So He is,
1: like, the worst
0: Begbie is such a leech And such a mooch And he just is awful He's just eating, renting out of house and home Fucking shit up Everything is just crazy and I think he, what, tried to, didn't he? No, I think Sick Boy pawned the TV. But eventually Sick Boy comes in, too. And then he's pawned the TV. They're all just kind of like, what the? He's like, Renton's like, what the fuck? You guys just moved here and now are totally taking all of my money.
1: This is why I don't like them. Because I feel that they're just not very nice. They're just absolutely taking advantage of Mark. Totally. try to do something. I'm... Um, you know, on his own, like get a job, you know, leave like um, decently and stuff like that. And then they come to be a bad influence, you know? Like
0: There's no honor among thieves. I guess that's that's why he stole that money because he's like fuck this.
1: Yeah. They would have done the same. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? Totally.
1: And also I feel like he just didn't want to be around them. He kind of like ended up hating them yeah, almost. Yeah,
0: totally. Like why not? Um Oh, yeah. Another question I had. They're, I love the scene where they're all eating uh, the fish and chips. Do you eat them with your hands like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here, are Ooh, like you a get knife and fork. Well, the thing is,
1: it depends where you get them. For, for the most part, it's like what you see. is They come in like newspaper, and you get the fries, you know, like all these chips first, and then you have the fish on top, uh, and you get a fork. You do get a fork to be oh, honest. Okay. Not, not, not cutlery, because most people just eat it like that's something that you eat a lot when you're in school when you finish school you go you go to get like fish and chips basically cheap yeah so cheap like
0: okay cool i mean
1: it was i don't know like now but depends because like now i guess i've only been to like nice places you know what i mean not like me (laughs) No, not like that, but no, it's not the same as going to like a local fish and chips oh, shop. Oh, yeah, like, but, a like in school in Kent, you know, like mm-hmm. it's very different, just the area and everything. But, you um,
0: you malted vinegar to pour on top,
1: you do it, yeah. yeah. You don't do the whole ketchup situation, it's American. That's not how people eat chips in the UK. I like salt vinegar, I like so yeah, salt, salt and vinegar, that. is the thing, so you know. Good.
0: Um, so good. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, I'm mooching off Renton. And then Tommy dies and they come back. Um, That's really sad too. Of course. So like-
1: sad. That's in my
0: worst scene yeah really fucked then is when they pull the one last score that we were talking i have love the shot of them walking with the bags that was cool i do know it's at it's beatles abbey road blah 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 um <laughs> i do love the hotel room that they meet those guys in that's circular they meet the yeah. guys with the drugs i mm-hmm. love everything about it i love the the curtains and all that kind of cool stuff but i have that in other scenes and then i love that f- pub fight at the end that begbie gets into that they're all like, fuck, why are you drawing attention to us? And then I he know. totally fucking loses it again. He can't help himself. No. He's a sociopath. And he just loves, he just doesn't give a fuck about anyone and just loves violence. So, you know, that's yep. the deal. And then I love how in the very end, Born Slippy by um, Underworld just like fades in. I love, I she- love that I, song. That's like the best. Yeah, I love that song too. That's just the best. That's all I have for my story notes. What are your like mood and theme? And a lot of what we've already talked about. I talked about like Boyle's directing style.
1: Yeah, I love I love the set so much. Like the rundown like pubs and buildings, you know, that's yeah. like I've never actually loved I mean obviously I like West London and stuff, but things like places like Glasgow and like East London, they're kinda of, like grimy, like some areas, you know, like kind of rough and I just really find that charming and, and like pretty in its own way. You know, I feel like he has more character and obviously they're not going to be hanging out in like a nice place because they're, <laughs> they're druggies. Yeah. Um, but it, it really reminded me of the club scene, like in East London where all the fun things happen, really kind of like sort of the, the, the apartments and just the vibe that the, the the pubs, and the the club, you know?
0: Yeah, it's true. I just got written down that all the interiors, everything torn down, it's cool.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, at some point, I can't remember whose room it is, but you see posters of the Stooges in the room. Yeah. I can't remember whose room it is.
0: I think Renton, or no, Mark has one poster of Iggy Pop. Yeah, it, maybe, like yeah, one, maybe that's it. Uh, maybe that's know. the one I saw. Um,
1: yeah, it's it, I love, I love the whole mood. Like I just think it works so well, and I really love how in the pub, like pretty much all the pubs they go to, people are dressed in eighties clothes. Yeah, school. that's
0: why I thought it was eighties.
1: Yeah, no, that's just like you know, like obviously, you know, back then people. Don't really keep up with the trends in yeah, certain areas because that's yeah. your buy what you can afford. So most of them pr- were probably wearing the same clothes from the 80s, you know, that oh, they yeah, had. Totally. Um, but fashion wise, I feel like to me, it's just like what kids wore to raves in like 96, you know, like very scruffy, skinny jeans, not really crop tops, but I think the jeans were like women's jeans. So they were like, well, they're tight. Quite- they're really tight and low, so they just you know like Mark wears a lot mm-hmm. of like yeah he shows his stomach quite a lot and bomber jackets a lot of them wear them one I think one of them wears like the one with this white side stripe on the shoulder on the sleeve
0: oh yeah I yeah. think might
1: be Sick Boy at some point and Mark wears just like a plain black bomber
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and really old and dirty sneakers
0: you know oh, the white Chuck high tops. Yeah, uh, and then he has the gazelles. The it, it's just,
1: ones. yeah. I mean, and, and then Spot and um, Begbie like where kind of seventies, like a seventies sort of vibe. You know, like, I
0: have Begbie. I love his Fred Perry style. He has like the Fred yeah. Perry like jumper with the shirt, the collared shirt underneath. I think it's one of the last things he wears. I love that outfit. You
1: know what? That he, of, he yeah. reminds me not just his look, but actually his personality and everything. He reminds me of, like, a hooligan.
0: Oh, it's like, yeah, I've seen
1: Because that. they do wear that kind of style and, and just his energy. Obviously, like, troublemaker, you know, he loves fights and stuff. But oh, yeah. I do actually love Spot's outfits because he's wearing these 70s sort of blazers. Yeah, and, like, the big little Tailored double. trousers with, like, that are re- very short on him because he's like really tall and lanky you know just kind of skinny like yeah. and the
0: yellow lenses I love those glasses that he has
1: yeah I mean everything is just so spotty and obviously sick boy has like a really cool style and and Diane's like like amazing like school uniform and like yeah, dress and the club. so cool I just feel like it's such a they just did such a great job with the set and, and fashion you know like yeah. it's very like unique and cool
0: what about you? What do you think? Um, let's see. Brian Tufano is the cinematographer of the film um, yeah. for all the like, you know, in indes- the designs and all that kind of stuff. I have that. Yeah. Interiors are really cool for fashion. It's Rachel Fleming. Who's the costume designer. I have mm-hmm. written down. Uh, I love Renton's first outfit, the yellow mesh top, the faded black jeans. That was the really white cool. Chucks. I like that. I really like the club outfit where it's that yellow crop tee, the white chucks. And he has the sweater tied around his waist. Um, yeah, I like that. I also, and also the pants that he has are like really old men's tailored pants that are kind of shrunken. Cause you only see them when he's in the room with Diane and he takes off the sweater that's around his waist Yeah, and you can see them and they have like really cool buttons. They're kind of checkered. They're weird. They're not the jeans that he usually wears. So I like those, uh, sick boys hunting outfit. I love, and I love how he wears that purple shirt a lot. That's kind of like faded and weird. Oh
1: yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And I love that li- yellow orange camo shirt mm-hmm. too that he has, almost like the one Bill Murray has in Lost in Translation. It's
1: oh yeah, like- that's right. Yeah, yeah. It similar.
0: It's really cool. And then I love, obviously, like Diane's red coat and sequin dress. I just love that whole outfit when you first. She just her. looks
1: so cool. Looks yeah,
0: so cool. And then I just have yeah Fred Perry style for Begbie. I yeah, like, I like no. no. that too. It's really cool. Uh, let's talk about the music. Yay! Got a lot to say about the music. I do. So,
1: I as I said earlier, like if like basically this is me in a soundtrack. Like I love this is like my favorite like gen- genres like That's it's Britpop, cool. techno, alternative rock, electronic and house. You know, and and like every single one of those songs in 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 the soundtrack, like I freaking love, and I used to play it like so much like um. Left field. Like I feel like a lot of people don't know them here.
0: No. I don't. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. Maybe people who are like more into that genre might. I feel like,
1: I feel like Underworld is more like um known.
0: Yeah, I um, know Underworld, yeah.
1: Yeah, and there was obviously New Order, Primal mm-hmm. Scream, um Blur. But it's not well, there's a song by Blur and then there is one by Damon Albarn. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, which is it's like a really beautiful song. Like I love that. Elastica is in it. I mean, mm-hmm. literally can't get any better than this for me.
0: Like, yeah, no, it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like I, it I mean, within the film. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah, you you feel the same way about the soundtrack. How I feel about American Psycho, mm-hmm. like soundtrack. Like you appreciate it, but it's not really your thing.
0: Yeah, but it's not something that I'm completely against. But I guess I I have like certain standout songs that I really like a lot. But mm-hmm. it's but it's not the electronic ones. It's basically all the rock ones I really like.
1: Okay. And the yeah, only really? like
0: kind of electronic one I like is Underworld. But yeah. yeah, I like Underworld though.
1: I mean that song. Basically, the film made that song really iconic. Yeah. Like, there's no way you listen to it and you don't think on trans of transporting. When know? did
0: that song come out? Was that done like? I'm gonna look at I, it now.
1: I don't know. I don't feel like it came it out, be, out before '96, but I could be wrong.
0: Let me see was that released it just shows that it's on the spot, uh, train spotting soundtrack i'm not oh it was released in january 95 as a single. yeah it makes sense never makes appeared sense. on yeah. an album by the group it was just um yeah it was like a b-side to born slippy nooks and yeah like another one
1: i mean it's such a was move because he means that people had to get the soundtrack in order to have that yeah you know? that's true <laughs> Back then, there was no, like, Spotify or anything.
0: <laughs> God, if only. I would have saved so much money on buying CDs and stuff. That- but it was cool to have them, though. Yeah, it, it was. It was cool to
1: have. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, Rolling Stones um, racked the soundtrack number 13 in, like, the 25 greatest soundtracks of all time. Oh, wow. What's number one? I wonder what I don't that... I know. You know, I think it made... I mean, I don't really know that what this um, amount covers, cover is like, up to date but i think it made like nine hundred thousand pounds the soundtrack yeah oh wow yeah i think that means i mean i don't know how they they whether they're including like if because you can't really buy an album on spotify you kind of like pay for you know to to listen to it but so i don't really know how they would count how they do it i guess Maybe it's just like sales, just actual sales, like the the CD. I think
0: so, yeah. Because yeah, now they can't tell the um the streams. Like I don't know, I guess it counts, but it's not like oh, I found the list, the Rolling Stone list. Number one is fucking Beatles. How lame? (laughs) Help from nineteen sixty five. What song?
1: What song? Help that film. No, I don't... I mean, I like that song, but it is not one of the best songs of all time. No, like,
0: it's soundtrack. It's the Beatles movie. That's yeah, yeah, no,
1: I remember. Yeah. But even the song itself, like... I oh, like,
0: yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I mean, just, Yeah, it's whatever.
1: I think that's not, to me, the best of the Beatles. Like, that was much later. Like, that soundtrack covered, like, 60s, I think. Yeah, it's, like, 65. But,
0: Number yeah. two is Purple Rain by Prince. That's pretty oh, big.
1: Okay. And then... I mean,
0: what is it? The Harder They Come is three. The Beatles' Hard Day Night. Hard Day's Night. Wow. Four. <laughs> and then number five is Saturday Night Fever. And then Trainspotting is number 13. But I don't know how they ranked this, but it fucking blows.
1: Yeah. I kind of don't rolling, really like no
0: fucking sucks. Let's be real.
1: Well, they do now. Have they ever been and they, were, they no, were. I mean, now.
0: In the last, like, ten yeah. years. They really just, whatever. They've kind of just been. I think they're just kind of slaves to, like, the money. Like you know, whoever's gonna pay them to like talk about shit, then they will. You know, it's not the best.
1: Yeah, you know, like "Perfect" is one of my favorite songs of all time, and it is in the soundtrack. Yeah, I love that song so much. Oh
0: yeah, Lou Reed's boss.
1: Oh yeah, he was like he really was. Like I love say pretty much every album from um, Velvet Underground. Really?
0: Yeah, they are. They kind of don't make bad music. I think Mm -mm. they're kind of really great. Um, okay. So what are your favorite scenes? Or do you have any more music notes?
1: No, that's it for music. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: what are your favorite scenes?
1: Okay. I have three. So the first one, it's really just the end when Mark gets yeah, the money. And part. from the moment he does that goes to the locker, leaves money for spud and then Which
0: is walks in so the great. bridge. Pardon? That's sweet that he left that money.
1: It is. And he says, like, he'd never harm anyone, you know? He was, like, a nice guy. Yeah, true. So then walks on the bridge and then says, like, I choose life. Like, I just Mm -hmm. fucking love that. Like, it's
0: just so great. I don't know what I'm going to name this fucking episode. because well, you have time. (laughs) I do, yeah. I do have time. There aren't that many quotes that encapsulate the film that well that are short that aren't things like choose life or...
1: Well, um, I feel like you have quite a lot to choose nice so. from.
0: That aren't that long. Can't be like super long either.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite? Like one of like. Oh, okay,
0: favorite- I've already talked about two of them. Okay, I'll talk about the third one that I haven't mentioned. One is the same as yours. The end. Another one was that Renton and Sick Boy philosophy combo about Lou Reed. But my other one, which is one of my favorite fucking interview or interviews, is when fucking Spud takes all that speed and does that job interview. That is probably my favorite. <laughs> I'm fucking that's,
1: really, that that's, that's really funny. It's great. it is really just exactly how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I love
0: Pretty it. Pretty much. It's so funny. I love that he thinks he did a great job. He's just like, I think I'm doing a really great job. do you think it's going well so far? Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> he just like, shakes all their hands. No, he's such a good actor. I mean, not all of them, but
1: he, mm-hmm. he really is just great. Like, I can't imagine the movie without any of them,
0: you know? Oh, it's such great casting too. Yeah, totally. Whoever did that. What's another one of yours?
1: So the other one is like i know it might sound like a little strange but i do really like it when mark gets cleaned up with his parents help
0: like oh the the really intense detox
1: yeah because i mean i know that it's really intense you know and and definitely like some of it is hard to watch like the baby scene you know but and he's like i just i love I love that. I love how he's in his bed and like the music that's playing and like then he goes under the sheets and sees mm-hmm. uh, Beckby and like then hes he a the baby and i like, I don't know I just I love I love the cinematography there, so yeah and
0: hilarious. just the way it's shot and the music as well. um I yeah, really but- love his room, how he has those old train wallpaper. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. cool, and that comes back in the second film too, which we didn't talk about. The fact that there's a sequel that's really good too. It's freaking amazing. yeah, it's great yeah. yeah, which we should review just because. I mean yeah, yeah. I suppose that's
1: it because the other ones you've already mentioned. So.
0: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's what I have in mind. Uh, what are your worst ones?
1: Okay, I have four. Oh, so wow. one, one of them I think obviously the baby's death. Yeah, that one's pretty. Yeah. Good. It's, it's pretty sad like there's a lot of sad
0: <laughs> yeah what about you um i have anything that's with a bodily function the toilet <laughs> scene where he climbs the <laughs> toilet spot yeah. yeah um yeah any like gross bodily function not gross that's two that are really gross and then um i have my worst is is it's not really worst It's the same one that you have Detoxing Renton for your favorite. It's a worst because I feel like I like the way it's shot, but I feel it's almost on par with Leonardo DiCaprio's detox scene in Basketball Diaries. Like detoxing Mm. I find really just upsetting to watch because that's very similar to what it's like. And Mm. really, it just really like it just gets me, you know, it's not that it's a bad scene, but it, it, it's really kind of hard to watch, you know, and the baby have the baby. That's, you know, that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah. No, I have, I mean, yeah, it's the worst toilet in Scotland. Then spot, obviously like taking the sheets in the kitchen. That's, (sighs) it's just very like, like, why did he bring them in? I mean, I know they use chocolate to do that, but obviously it's hard to think of it as chocolate. Yeah. It's meant to be something else. And it's so disgusting. Like, I, I find it hard to watch, to be yes, honest.
0: Yeah, like, that one's gross.
1: But you know what's also really sad? Tommy there. Like, yeah. with the cat, with the little kitten
0: there. No, And then the guy so who's the story is really funny. He's like, the cat's fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing he says. Oh, yeah, he, all this happened to him, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but the cat's fine. It's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, Lauren, start with your favorite
0: lines. Like, Okay, one well, time. one of mine I already said... Uh, which was when Allison's getting that first cook up in the beginning. Yeah. Um, that one's one of my favorites. And then I only have two more here. I have uh, Begbie doesn't do drugs. He just did people. <laughs> I really like that. That Renton friends yes. Begbie. Yeah. And then I like, there's just one little clip. It's just a clip of what Renton says. Because a lot of it's voiceover. Like Renton has yeah. a lot of voiceover. Um, but I like when he's... He's talking about, I think his, he's leaving the bar. He's gotten his sentence after he got arrested and he has to go to the treatment center and he says he's going to do methadone. And that's when he climbs the, the back wall and then goes to mother superior to get that hit that he owed. Oh him. yeah. 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 When he's, when he's climbing he mentions, I, you know, I just need one last hit. And he says, uh, I have a sweat on my back, like a layer of frost. I really like that.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's I like that. I have, oh. And
0: then I have the one about like the meat injection in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Mine are just really long. They're not really lines. They're like, I mean, I suppose the shortest one is, I mean, honestly I have so many, but they're like long. Yeah. So I love it when um, Mark says everything's changing in, in 1000 years from now, there won't be guys or girls. There will only be wonkers. Sounds yeah. great to me. Yeah,
0: like-
1: Sounds great to me. You know? Um, and when sick boy says it's personality that counts, what keeps the relationship going through the years? Like heroin. Heroin has got great fucking
0: personality. Yeah, that's another good one. That's
1: yeah. And the rest of us are like the being Scottish is
0: shit and like Yeah, we were colonized by wankers. I love all
1: of <laughs> all of that. It's so funny. It's like can't even find a decent culture to be colonized by. Yeah. We are ruled by <laughs> effort assholes like it's a shite state of a first being he just goes from the, and at the very end he says all the fresh air in the fucking world won't make any fucking difference yeah <laughs> it's
0: like oh it is really good though I love how then- they went to that exact place in the second one
1: yeah, yeah, really cool. it's cool. it's really cool. Yeah, it's just oh, this film is just oh.
0: there's so many elements. I feel like we could talk about it for so for, much longer.
1: Ever, yeah, yeah, I could there's talk there's about
0: this film, but I didn't mention because I was like, we can't have this for like three hours.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but <laughs> I hope, I hope like other people genuinely like this film mm-hmm. who like listen to the podcast because. It's just such a brilliant film.
0: It is. And I think that if you if you love it, you should go watch it again before you listen to this. Because Yeah, it's a refresh. So you're totally refreshed on it. And I feel like if you like it, then you probably own it or like know easily where to find it. Because it's sometimes on streaming, so you have to just search around and see where it is. We had 90s moments. We talked about it before we were recording, but we didn't have any specifics aside from the music is very 90s and the fashion in general. Um, so did you have any other, I had nothing else to really add with 90s.
1: I mean, honestly, just music. I feel like it is the cool sort of music for, for me, like the coolest stuff from the nineties, yeah. like 95, 96, like electronic and house, you know, like that to me is like the most 90s things about the film. And
0: and, the, and yeah, club, like, the club scenes are very 90s, too.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, club, rave, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's just music that back then, which is just the
0: best. Yeah, totally. And yeah. It was. Wow. So we've reached the end of the episode here. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And stay tuned for the next one. As always, like, subscribe, do whatever the fuck, tell your friends yeah listen listen to the podcast it's fun we have fun doing it so yeah we do Excited. So much yeah excited that people like it and listen to it got something to something to do to break up your day so it's good so any last words
1: well yes but they have nothing to do with this podcast but i'm just gonna say it what? if you listen to natural born killers podcast i talk over lauren like in like for probably five minutes, I'm like blah 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 blah, and like Lauren just talking, and I'm just talking over her. That was like a technical issue that I, I think had. Was, yeah, <laughs> I we had. I'm not normally. Beginning. I just couldn't hear her, so she was talking, and I'm just like la 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 la, like it, yeah. So I'm sorry about that. I, I do sound terribly annoying, but I'm I'm I didn't, that I didn't to.
0: properly. Edit, although I'm not a great technical editor yet. <laughs> Because imagine
1: if that was the first podcast they listened to and they probably thought, who's this girl just talking over Lauren? It's so rude, you know?
0: So I think people, well, yeah, we'd had a few out by that point and we had to make the switch from real life to remote. And I yeah, think we had the phone. Like I know, I wish I could re record the old ones because I think our ones for dazing and fuse are like on Google Voice, <laughs> so it's oh yes, they call. were. Yeah, so I wish I could re record, but that's just kind of what happens. I mean, that's,
1: that's I mean part of the challenge. I'm, I'm still having technical difficulties every time, so I feel that until I get mic, then it won't sound like proper you
0: know bear with us uh we may do a patreon so you can send some money this way to help us (laughs) podcast out and buy better equipment so yeah you know you never know we're gaining traction yes that should be cool we've already planned what our future podcast studio will look like so we just need the money to get there
1: (laughs) it's really cool and obviously like once covid stops being a nightmare then you can actually pop in and say hi if you're if you're in town in. you know
0: yeah we got yeah. a call in a number where you call in and you're <laughs> like hey we want to talk about this we'll just turn into like an advice show <laughs> like a weird advice column show but yeah we've taken up enough of your time but uh thanks for listening and we will see you on the next one yeah Bye. bye